the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. God is saying, I want to help you. I want to bless you. But I cannot bless something that you're ignoring or that you're disobedient in. You have to be obedient to the Lord. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The Holy Spirit spoke to my heart telling me that He wants us to know how to receive His blessing without any hindrance, without any obstruction, that the blessing of God might come to us in these manners. Uh, The blessing of peace, the blessing of righteousness, which is a right relationship with God, the blessing of communion with God, talking with God, and also how to demonstrate obedience in various ways, including tithing our income to the Lord. You know, there was a little girl some time ago, and this happened a long time ago because you couldn't buy an ice cream cone uh, today for five cents. Uh, I do remember when I could buy an ice cream cone for five cents, but this has happened a long time ago. This little girl's mother gave her two nickels. She was on her way to Sunday school, and she gave mother gave her two nickels and said, now I want you to take one of these nickels and put it in Sunday school. One of them belongs to God, and then on the way home, the other nickel belongs to you. You can buy an ice cream cone. So she was skipping and jumping on her way to the to the Sunday school, and one of those nickels rolled out of her hand, rolled over the curb, dropped down through the grate into the gutter, and she stopped, froze. She said, huh, there goes God's nickel. (laughs) Now, she was learning how to manage money (laughs) to her benefit. (laughs) Really wasn't going to turn out uh, for her benefit and her well-being. It was, but uh, just a, I think it was last week, I was talking to a man, said to me uh, that he goes to church very infrequently because I asked him, I said, are you a Christian? Do you go to church? He was a businessman. And uh, he ran at one time a great corporation and he said that he had to lay off some 120 workers and how it bothered him and uh, it, it, he, he just had to retire for two years before he goes back to work again because he had to lay off all of these people. So when I asked him, are you a Christian or do you go to church? And he said, uh, yes. He said, I'm a Christian, but I'm a, a CE Christian. A CE Christian? How, how many? Do you know what a CE Christian is? Yeah, a, a Christmas and an Easter. <laughs> Christian. <laughs> He said, but you know, when I go to church, he said, 
the church is always telling me what to do, what to do, what to do. And it's always asking for money, money, money. Well, you can mark it down right now. Anybody who is so keenly interested in a, a church and what the church is saying, uh, and about, particularly about money, you can mark it down. That person doesn't give any money. I mean, I don't think he's using PayPal to get his money in if he only goes on Easter and Christmas. But that's what the church was to him. Always talking about money, always telling me what to do. And usually a person who is, is so sensitive to being told what to do, don't tell me what to do. That person is the very person who wants to tell others what to do. But he or she doesn't want to be told what to do. So people usually give themselves away when they talk. So maybe it's best just not to talk, <laughs> to be silent. Because they tell on themselves. They tell what their personality particularly is. Now this, this particular story is about Abraham and Melchizedek. These are the two principles. Abraham's nephew Lot was living in Sodom. And uh, the kings of the plain marshaled their forces together, attacked the city of Sodom, and captured Lot and his family, the nephew of Abraham. Abraham found out about it and marshaled his forces and went after Lot and defeated the armies, got all the spoil of of the armies, got everything that the armies had left behind, their gold, their silver, their camels, their donkeys. Abraham got it all, and he got his nephew back. Now, upon returning to Jerusalem... The high priest, Melchizedek, came out to meet him and blessed him, and Abraham gave a tithe, a tenth of everything that he had gained. I'm going to read this passage again, not all the ten verses, but the first four verses of Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 through 4. This Melchizedek was king of Salem, the priest of God Most High, He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First his name means king of righteousness, then also king of Salem, which means king of peace, without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, like the Son of God. He was not the Son of God. He was like the Son of God. He was a character who lived, who blessed Abraham who was part of the Genesis story, like the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. When it says he's without father or mother, without genealogy, it simply means there is no record of his birth, no record of his death. He's a person that just seems to drop in out of the blue, but he was like the Son of God, not the Son of God. Now, there are several things about Melchizedek that I want you to hear this morning. First, he was the king of Salem. Salem simply means peace. He was the king, or like the mayor, but more than a mayor, he was the king of Salem, or Jerusalem, meaning peace, the king of peace. All who came under his domain, all who came into his city, experienced peace. Now, this story is coming out of Genesis chapter 14, bringing all the way over into the New Testament into 
Hebrews chapter 7. Now, why would the Holy Spirit reach all the way back to Genesis 14 and take an Old Testament Genesis story and bring it all the way over into the New Testament? Why? God wants us to hear something about what happened back there, what he was doing back there. He is still doing those same blessed things today, and you and I are recipients of it if we obey the Lord and do the Lord's will. One of those recipient blessings that is ours today is peace. Can you say the word peace? Peace. Peace. Jeremiah said this, peace, peace, where there is no peace. There's a lot of talk about peace, but so few have peace. But Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the one who gives peace. And peace is one of his great blessings that he desires to bestow. And if there's any trouble in your heart, in your mind, in your house, in your home, in your career, listen to this message today. Listen with your heart open because the Lord Jesus Christ is present to give us and bestow upon us peace. You can leave today with everything settled and restful in your heart. You can. Jesus is here. It's a New Testament story. It's a New Testament experience. You are a New Testament church. Let's receive the New Testament blessing that comes from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now, he's the king of Salem. It also said he is a priest, meaning he is one who intercedes. Melchizedek intercedes. He was like Jesus, telling us that Jesus Christ is our high priest. He intercedes for us. The scripture says that when Jesus died, he was raised from the dead, he ascended back to heaven, and was seated at the right hand of God to intercede for us. He's like our lawyer. He is there in heaven praying for us. You know that? The most wonderful thing I think that a person can say to me is, I'm praying for you. That blesses me when I, I, I hear that. But when I read that it is Jesus who's praying for me, and he is there consistently praying for me at the Father's right hand, he sees what's going on in my life, and he turns to the Father, and he calls my name. Jack Morris has this need, Father. He has prayed this prayer. Jack Morris has made this request, and he gives it all to God consistently. Now, the Lord sees what's going on in your life, in your family, in your home, in your career, in your finances. And when you talk to him, but listen, if you don't talk to him, he can't talk to the Father. But if you talk to him about whatever it is that is troubling you, that's going on in your life, you can be sure Jesus knows your name and he's going to call it. What is your name? He knows your middle initial. (laughs) He's going to call your name. Doesn't that do something for you today? It does something for me to know that there is one seated at the right hand of God praying for me. And I have, sometimes I have talked to the Lord and I said, Lord, I have this need. Please talk to the Father for me. Talk to the Father about this need. And I know he's going to do it without me asking him to talk to the Father, because when I talk to him, he's going to talk to the Father. So today, friend, don't leave without talking to Jesus about your need. And when you're at home, talk to Jesus about your need. Talk to him when you're driving your car. Talk to him on the job at lunch hour. Whenever, talk to him, because he's going to call your name, 
before the Father, and uh, the Father's going to hear your name mentioned. And God's going to come through with a great blessing. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The church of friendship and joy where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Friend, your God is a consistent God in blessing you. Your spouse, your children, your career, your family, He is consistently blessing all the time. He doesn't change. There's no shadow of turning with Him at all. But, but many, many of God's people are inconsistent. We do and then we don't, and then we do and then we don't. Friend, today, let's think of God's blessing and say in our hearts to Him, God, give me strength that I will be as consistent in my love and my devotion, in my service. I'll be consistent day after day after day after week after month after year. When we're consistent with God, we'll know the joy of the Lord in in abundance, in a great and a wonderful way. But banks are failing. Uh, Homeless people walking the streets, people being laid off. The dollar has hit new lows, and the national debt has hit new highs. Now, I have a question, and I'm just putting it in parenthetically. Is this recession and financial troubles that we're experiencing, is this God collecting what is already His? That's a question. I don't know that we need an answer other than to look into our our own hearts. Money can bless. Money can, can curse. Do you know, and I'm sure you've heard me say it before, that couples today have arguments over money Finances more than any other one subject? When a couple begins to argue over money or discuss money and they have a disagreement over money, that is, has like a domino effect. It affects the family. It affects our life. You can't argue over money and have, have that kind of an ongoing argument and then still have intimacy with your spouse. And so here and now is it, it goes into sex relationships. And on and on it goes. And it all can be traced back to an argument over money. How it's spent. What it is spent for. How it is used. Money management. Friend, God wants you and your spouse to live together in happiness and in peace in a one flesh relationship. And if we will obey God, even as our first father Abraham obeyed God, God going all the way back into Genesis chapter 14 and bringing this all the way over into Hebrews chapter 7. If we listen to this, if we read this, if we obey this, 
then we are truly walking in faith and the blessing of God will be upon us. Hey, are you with me today? Why did God bring this over into the New Testament? Why does God want your tithes? Does, is God broke? Is he in need of money? No. He wants you to know that you know that he is God and that he is the source of all blessings that come to you. He wants you to worship him with your money. Now, don't be like that little girl that lost her nickel and said, uh-oh, <laughs> there goes God's. This is mine. You know, I can't do that. I'll have to keep it. Psychological distress and much of this distress that's coming into families goes to the divorce court, and it all can go back and traced all the way back. These are national statistics from the secular universities. Now, when there are money problems in the family, now, why are there money problems? Simply because we're not doing what God tells us to do with our money. We're not doing it. Now, we worship God in many ways. We're obedient in many ways. But friend, if you're obedient in all things, and yet you fail in one, if a chain with all of its links, and there's just one, and that's the one little link, is the tithing chain, and you obey all those other links are evidences of your obedience, and the tithing one breaks, then the chain has lost its strength, has lost its power. And families today are dysfunctional, going through hard times, Because there is something wrong and there's some place of disobedience in that family, in that home. But let's come to God, not only with our tithe, yes, with our tithe, but in all ways seeking to obey the Lord and to do what he wants us to do. But I'll tell you this, if you're having financial problems and you're praying that God will bless you financially and you're not tithing, that's one prayer that Jesus isn't going to talk to the Father about. Jesus is going to do his part. But he wants us to do our part too. The reason this is brought to us today all the way from Genesis is that God is saying, I want to help you. I want to bless you. But I cannot bless something that you're ignoring or that you're disobedient in. Uh, You have to be obedient to the Lord. The first man of faith obeyed God by paying his tithes. Now, if we are the children of Abraham we're going to do the same, or we are not really truly walking in faith. When when difficulty comes over money in a family situation, women, this is a fact, women commonly become depressed, and men become very irritable and withdrawn. Friend, it's not worth holding on to that tent. You'll pay with depression, you'll pay with irritability, you pay with, with a withdrawn fellowship from the spouse. It's too costly to disobey God in any way. Let's obey the Lord. <laughs> Let's obey God. Now, I'm going to read just a few scriptures, only four. I'm not going to bore you because if I kept on reading and there's many, many others I could read, I, I would, it would become boring. But just listen to these four and I'll get through them very quickly. But they're scriptures that are helping us to know how to serve God, obey God, live by faith, and receive the blessing and the joy of the Lord. 1 Samuel 2.30 Those that honor me, I will honor. Proverbs 3.9 Honor the Lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops, 
then your barns will be filled to overflowing. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. It's simply saying this, Lord, I want you to use a snow shovel in giving me blessings, but I'm going to use a teaspoon in giving you blessings. God said, if you bless God with a teaspoonful, you'll get a teaspoon back. But if you give God a shovelful, a truckload, (laughs) it comes back. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. Is God going to do otherwise than what he says? Now, here's the last one. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whosoever sows generously will also reap generously. Now, God is saying this, and this is the only scripture I know of in the entire Bible where God will ask to be put to the test. God is saying, put me on the line. Test me. Test me. Friend, listen to me. You don't, you must hear this. You must hear this. God wants you to hear it. God wants you to respond obediently. God says, Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. It means don't give a little bit here, live a little bit there. It's not yours to decide. It belongs to one person and one person alone, God. So bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Now, is God telling the truth or is God playing a trick on us just to get our money? You know, Jesus' first sermon, the very first sermon he ever preached, Matthew chapter 6, called the Sermon on the Mount. And in that sermon, the very first sermon, Jesus talked about money. I think maybe we ought to call that sermon, not the Sermon on the Mount, but the Sermon on the Amount. (laughs) Maybe that's what we ought to call it. The clearly importance, the clear importance of money management is in the scripture. And if we manage it the way God wants it managed, there will be no lack. But money does have an addiction. It does have an addiction. There is an enslavement about money. It reaches out, it grabs, it will possess you. But when you give to the Lord the portion that is his already, then you're not a slave to it. It becomes a slave to you. You become the master of it. So, friend, I have to close the message today. You've heard the word of God. You've heard the promise of God. You've heard that God says test him and put him on the line. If you want to win battles and you're no longer defeated, you want to win battles like Abraham won battles, then obey God like Abraham obeyed God in every way, including the tithe. If you want to live in peace amidst conflict, if there's conflict anywhere, you want peace. You want the king of Salem to come with the blessing of peace. Then obey God like Father Abraham obeyed God and give to the king of peace the tithe that belongs to him. And if you want Jesus to be at the right hand of the Father, calling your name, interceding for you, no one knows what a day is going to bring forth. Some of you have jobs and employment today because you prayed and asked God for that job. I know you did. 
Some of you have asked me, pray that I'll get that job. Pray that I'll get that opening. Now you're not tithing. Friend, how can you treat God like that? If God were to treat you like that, or me, we'd be in a bad, bad way. But God loves us still, and he blesses us with peace, with righteousness. He calls our name before the Father. God comes in almighty power and opens doors, gives us victories, and God gives us, uh, Jesus gives us a right relationship with the Lord. So obey God as your father Abraham obeyed God in all things, not in some things, but in all things. Give your heart to the Lord. The Healing Word Ministry team is here for you. If you need prayer or want to send a praise report, email us at contactus at thehealingwordministries.org. Our pastoral staff will take your message to God and will rejoice over the victory that is yours in Christ Jesus. That email address again is contactus at thehealingwordministries.org. You can now access audio versions of The Healing Word anytime by going to oneplace.com and searching for The Healing Word. Video versions of the messages are available at lightsource.com. So why not go there today and receive your blessing? Again, that's oneplace.com and lightsource.com and search for The Healing Word. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.